Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Insurance. I've actually forgot what to say after that because I haven't done it for so long in Australia. So you've been so yeah, you've been away, and then all of a sudden these have been popping up each week from our pre-recorded backlog. Yeah, they've all. If anyone's actually, loads of people have actually said to me, "No, you were on as if you've still been recording while you've been away." And I'm like, "No, no, no, it might say live, but it's not live. I've, that was pre-recorded. I'm not in Australia." Uh, I am in a different setting today because I've got an office full of people, so I couldn't do it. So I'm sat full team. So yeah. you said to me when she said she said, "I don't want to look like I'm just sat on my sofa." To which you then just sat on your sofa. <laughs> no, it was too uncomfortable to sit anywhere else. So I'd rather just be comfy. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and nice. I'm actually going away again, so there's going to be another blo- block of pre-recorded ones. So <laughs> yeah, it'd be. From July to December, it's going to be actually real live. But prior to that, just to FYI, it's not going to be live. Well, no, it's still not real live, actually, because we record them on the Monday and then put them out on the Wednesday. Yeah, but at least it'd be relevant to the oh, week. They're, they're the week. Yeah, I was going to say, they're like, the week that it does, we put, we'll put we put them out. Um, yeah, won't be ahead. So I'm just so trying to... to because you're part-time. Carla's part-time and literally just spends more time out of the UK. I mean, to be fair, at this rate, you probably won't have to pay tax in the UK because you're out. Shut up, Ash. Jesus. <laughs> You'll be what I've they call, what's the word, non-domicile. You won't even be part of it. You won't even technically I've be. Only, I've only actually technically spent 10 weeks outside the UK, so. Oh, only 10. Yeah. That's more than I've done in three years. Yeah. I love it. I can't not honestly. I don't. I, if you're working hard, you have to. You have to. I have to. I can't. I can't do it, mate. I can't work for too long without a holiday. You, I've since I've known you, you've always been on holiday all the time. I love it. It's the only thing I like to do. But yeah, anyway, let's dive into today's one then. So today's topic. This is one that you, um, that we were approaching, which is the call center advice. Yeah. So call center advice. Um, this is something. Do you want to dive in and have a chat about yeah, it? But what? Where's it come I, from? Firstly, there's nothing wrong with call centre advice when it's good advice, if it's done right. I used to work in a call centre, not for life insurance, but for car insurance um, years ago, before I even had kids. But it's not, I'm not saying that every single call advice centre agent is not doing the right thing or that it's bad advice, but I do seem to come across it, and I don't know whether anybody else does, who is a broker or in the industry that there is a lot of bad advice coming from that type of vibe. Call centres, big firms, you know, working on a, we are, we're showing everybody that we are advisors and that we're working with your personal basis. But then afterwards, once it's all set up, actually, no, it's not. It, it That's not the way it is. That's the bit that I don't like. So, for example, this, I suppose this is like for a bit of both people who aren't in the industry and and who are in the industry, whether they know that, because I only come across it really when I started looking into it more a few months ago, um, where clients are getting advice, going on, you know, looking for some insurance coming across a company, and it looks as if, you know, on the website and on the social media that when you're speaking to someone, you're speaking to an agent and that's it, and, and you're dealing with that person and that's who, who's going to look after you. But then once it's set up, you get an email through and it says this is a non-advisory sale or this is this is not advice or you are not, you know, basically if anything goes wrong, touch wood, it doesn't. But if anything goes wrong, you can't hit us with anything type thing, which to me, like I just don't, I can't, 
then why are you getting advice off them if they can't if they're not going to give you advice like if they're and the, what they're giving you isn't actually good advice like things i've come across in terms of the amounts advised or what's being recommended for cover the length of time are just like plucked out with thin air or up to um the provider's limits which is just pure convenience of course it's not i mean coincidence it's not it's not done on purpose that they've only give them x amount because that's where they stop asking for doctor's reports and medicals said no one ever it's an interesting thing isn't it this this um this kind of like non-advised because you're seeing more and more of it i don't i mean i don't know have you come i know you've you've come across it recently but do you come across it a lot or in the insurance place or because i used to see a lot or I've seen it more rising over the last few years. I've, I mean, I've only it's it's hard because I've only obviously been in the industry for a few years, and I'm like a bit fresh in terms of seeing what's outside of my bubble, I suppose. Like at the different types of advice that is available out there. I just when I, I'm being told that they've seen a broker, I'm imagining that you're seeing somebody like me who is going to go through everything, check your medical, give you you know check all the providers. You're not speaking to a call centre who's only dealing with one type of provider who's only giving you basically either what they want to give you in terms of what suits them in terms of their commission and what they want to get paid or what suits them in terms of easiness and, and convenience of they don't have to have medicals, they don't have to have GP reports. This is a large amount of money. It sounds good. There you go. That's enough for you. And the scary thing is that the clients, and this is the the, why I keep going on and on about creating awareness and, and banging the drum of like spreading it out there to everybody because these poor clients don't have a clue. They don't understand insurance. So when they're speaking to somebody who's telling them that they're agents and, and they can give them advice and they can advise them on what's best for them, they're just saying, yeah, that's great. And I've had it a couple of times where you've had a client who said, oh, no, well, they said this and they said that. And then you look at, and I know because I know it because I, I'm in the industry. I look and I think, no, that's not right. Like, you can have that and that's absolutely fine. It's your insurance. But do you know that it runs out when you're ex, you know, when you're this, this year's old? Or do you know that it's not going to pay out for cancer? It's just terminal illness cover. Oh, no, well, they said that I was, you know, if I got cancer, I'd, I'd get paid out. Yeah, if you were terminally ill, not if you got cancer. And it's having that, I suppose, having that clear no BS conversation with somebody where are you fully aware of everything that you have or are these people just getting took advantage of because they don't understand it enough that they're going to get away with saying what they want and it sounds great and that's really common as well i know i know it's like car insurance or anything like that you get you go through and then by the end you get the documents you're like what this is not what they said on the phone you know what i mean it is a i think it, it's definitely life insurance that that you say about the terminal cover versus the critical cover that's something i used to come across all the time which we'll have to probably do an episode on in yeah, general yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's like the thing is i suppose more so it's just from from an industry point of view that we should be seeing that more we should be making people aware everyone who looks on our social media are either looking because they're interested in what you're doing or they're wanting to, to they're interested in, the, in what you offer it's either that they're interested in you or they're interested in what you're offering. And if we aren't telling them that, no, no, that's not how we work. That's not how I run my business. This is what I do for my clients as opposed to this. Then how are they going to know any different, you know, to them from their point of view? It's just them speaking to John in the call centre as opposed to speaking to me. It's the same thing because they're coming from a 
company they're getting the documents you know you're all set up you're insured they don't know to look for whether it's what the small print says or they don't know that like honestly the amount of times i've spoke someone said you do know it expires at age 57 no they just said when i die well yeah as long as you die before you're 57 well they didn't say that to me and i'm thinking they will have done somewhere but they've probably said it in a way that doesn't strike out to you as like every time I advise on insurance, like level cover in particular, you I tell them the age it's going to expire. It will expire at this age. Are you happy with that? Yes. When I text them, when I send them the email, it's written out again. Like they get told it three times so that in my head I know they know to my own conscience. Whereas when you speak to people who have had, you know, advice or they've been covered through call centers or that type of where it's not one-on-one not as, they're not as clued up or it's not as crystal clear shall we say of what they have and when they have it till and, and what's included in it and how important do you think it is for that like for people to I just you know think it got me thinking them is this like how important is it for people to really make it clear to the client because i think that there's a lot like not just in insurance mortgages and everything these people often get you know they they overcomplicate do you think that it's it's our job or their job to um don't worry i know you're missing do you think that brother advisors and brokers should take more time trying to make it more clear to the client we had a technical error there by the way you just started swearing. i know you did just... yeah i know but i'm just a pro <laughs> unlike you i'm just a pro you know i wouldn't have i would not have brought it to the attention no but i didn't know if everybody else could see my screen that's got like a black square no you like... just you just was you look like you were intently listening to what i said it just oh, no, no, i was intently listening i was i know stalled. you weren't because no you never listen to what i say so i was <laughs> thinking this is she's obviously stalled <laughs> I wasn't actually present. So what? So if there was, so, if the client... I was going to say, do you think it's important for the... Do you think it's very... It's it's a responsibility for the advisor, for the broker to to really make it clearer to clients of what it is they have? Because I think that's something that I see a lot and have seen a lot when I worked in the industry was, as you say, people not making it clear, putting it in a suitability report and then, and then saying what well, yeah, it's your... It's, it's like it's on your head. At the end of the day, it's on your head. If if, if your client doesn't know when they're covered, honestly, and it, it's happened to me, as where I've spoke to somebody and I am OCD with it. I Like I said, I'll go through it with them on the phone, on an email, on a text. When I confirm it to them, I'll say it to them again. Like they get told it at least four or five times. And I've had it where I think I've even said to you after sometimes it's happened to be like, Oh, I've went over that like five times them, and they still. And the scary thing is, they still don't. And it's not sounding not not being awful. It's something that's alien to them. They don't understand it. They've never had it. I have to get things explained to me many, many times for it's in my head. But it's scary for me because I think, oh my god, how many times I've gone over it and they don't know. Imagine if they spoke to somebody who didn't go over it in that much detail. How little they would know. And it's no wonder that you hear all the time or the first thing to go is the insurance because they cancel it and it's because they don't understand what they have. They don't understand the severity. They don't understand what they're covered for. They don't understand the importance. So they just think, sod it, I'll cancel that. It's the first thing to go. And not only for your conscience should you make sure that they understand it, but for the fact of making sure your business is kept and and that it's your clients are covered, they need to understand as much as you physically can because there is some people who it's just it's not going to go through no matter how many times you say it it ain't getting in but as long (laughs) as you know in your head you've said it as many times as like within reason 
then you you know at least you know your head's your head's clear and that's what's important like that's the way i think about it and again there'll be lots of people who listen to this and go that's out of order you can't say that but realistically speaking if you're in a call center and i like i say i've worked in a call center and i've worked with some people in call centers who had this attitude and it I wouldn't because I was always scared of the recording side of things. But you do have some people yeah. who think, I'm never going to speak to you again. If you get cancer or you die, I'm going to speak to you, you or your missus or, or your husband or whatever. You're not, you're not going to, yeah. they're not going to deal with the other side of it. So they can technically really, in their head, they're thinking, well, what's going on? <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the thing that scares me with this type with advice like that or online advice call centre advice is where's your security and peace of mind knowing that if anything happens who are you ringing and, and and you know that are you are you have you been explained that so if you have had insurance and it's been through a call centre online please for the love of god check what you have make make a decision if you're happy to have to ring an 0800 number to get seen if you're having a claim or if you're having problems and you want to amend something or if you are in the industry and you are working in a call centre or you are working in, in that type of environment where it's, you know, it's not a one-on-one -on -one, as in from start to finish and on the other side, at least make sure for your own head and for the, insu for the, for the insurance industry that you're doing a good job and you're explaining things properly because all you're doing is making it harder for people who are doing a good job and, and, and making it harder to, to actually get through to people in the public because it just gives insurance a bad name. People just, just think in the head that... You know, it's all it's all about commissions. It's all about getting a sale because you're just getting you're getting whatever they want to give you, and that's what that's what isn't right. It's a big one. It's a big one. I'm looking at the time. Make sure we wrap it up because we don't want to bore people. But I also think it's a really, really important point. Um, so, what do you think we'll be covering next week? I, know, I mean, last time I've said like we normally bring them up, but I actually quite like the idea of talking about the stuff that happens to you each day and each week because things happen. So I think we'll leave next week to a mystery. What do you think? All right, we'll wing it. We'll wing it. No, because the, the this call center one, for example, was stuff that happened to you recently. And so it's like when you come onto the call, you're like, this has happened. It's like, that's a really good point to talk about. So I think next week we'll see all the crazy stuff. I mean, things that are pissing me off at the time. That's what Literally, it's just things that piss you off. <laughs> all right, well, we'll be running for the next five years minimum then because every week, every week something's pissed me off. <laughs> well, and also we have to do stuff about you winning awards and doing all that stuff because that's all been announced recently so that's really cool as well all right college what are you going to say before we leave just please make sure whatever you're doing and whatever side of the industry you're coming from make sure you're doing a good job and you're doing it properly just for for your sake the client's sake and all our sakes because you're making it harder boom mic drop